prepare the sending stations, we have our first ever Army of Love podcast. I've been meaning to sit down and highlight the humans behind the music. And in our first episode, we have a discussion with Ivan, who I've been incorrectly calling IVIN for the past four months, ever since I discovered his magnificent EP, Alter, which was released on Under Your Skin Records earlier this year. When I listened to this project, it immediately tapped into some darker emotions that I had buried in my subconscious and helped me bring them to the surface. In today's episode, I chat with Ivan about his emotional inspiration for this project. We go on to discuss our insecurities, some advice for facing failure, and I got him committed to play for a future Army of Love party. I put your project on and danced around the flat oh, to get nice. prepared for this. <laughs> nice. So let's get started. Tell us, tell us what your name is and where you're from. My name is Laurent Marton. And right now I'm living in Cluj-Napoca, Romania. So that is my current residence. And it's been for like almost 10 years. And did you grow up in Romania as well? Yes, yes. I grew up like 100 kilometers from where I live now in a small town called Regin. And it's like a really beautiful old town. I think it's from the like 14th, 15th century, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so it got it. It has these old buildings and everything, you know. And I grew up like near the forest, so it was like a nice childhood, honestly. Very nice. And where does your artist name come from? What does it mean? Um, I usually don't tell people this, so it's like a, it's like a secret, you know. Uh, but let's say that it's more like connected to a feeling. You got a whole spectrum of feelings, and I just put it in this name. There are some initials there that uh, make sense in my head, you know. Speaking of feelings, let's talk about your latest project, Alter. Yes. I don't know shit about music vocabulary. I am obsessed with how the music makes me feel. And I never knew you. I hadn't heard of you. I saw that this project came out. I took a listen and immediately I was filled with intense feelings. And I want to talk to you about what your emotional inspiration was for this project. My inspiration was, you know, my day-to-day -day life. So everything that happens around me and everything that happened in the past year, you know, I think it was one of the best years of my life and, and one of the worst years of my life at the same time, you know. I've been through some stuff, you know, like uh, breakups and everything and... Uh, it just made me do all the songs on Alter and more, many more, you know. When I finished Alter, there were like, I think there were like seven or eight songs and I trimmed it down to three. So I said, these are the most essential. These are the ones that I want to release and I want the world to see them. Yeah, you can really feel it. Um, it took me back to some of my heartbreaks and it was really fitting music for quarantine because there's a lot of fear and anxiety in the air and when i listened to this project it activated those deeper feelings but it also had this sort of 
uplifting comfort to it. It was very healing for me to listen to. Was that part of your intention? I think my intention is that, you know, there are like people my age and your age, you know, I'm like 28 now. I'm not like a young adult anymore. I'm, I'm like getting to that really grown up stage in my life, you know, and uh, what people tend to ignore are their feelings, you know, so they have a breakup or something and they cry and they maybe get depressed and they can't reconnect with themselves, not to mention that they cannot connect with another person, you know. I just want to let people to know that there are people who are going through the same feelings as they are. It is okay to think about this. It is, it is okay to process these thoughts, you know, and it's healing. I want all people, you know, to, to have this mentality that you need to heal. You need to take time for yourself and to sit with your feelings and heal. Otherwise, they'll turn into traumas, you know. Yeah, you carry it around with you. Yes, yes, it's a baggage. How or when would you say that you learned to open up to these feelings? What was your healing experience growing up, if you will? Oh, my healing experience growing up. I, I don't think there was a healing experience growing up. So that's why you, that's why you got a 20-year-old kid stuck in a grown-up body <laughs> who's making music, you know. And um, now I'm getting to it, honestly. So. And what about the creation of Alter? Was creating this music and putting those emotions into these tracks, did that have a healing aspect for you personally? Of course, of course. Music is some kind of meditation form, maybe. At least for me, you know. And I, and I heard this from a lot of artists that when they do art, they are confessing something to themselves. They're letting their subconscious mind go out on the canvas, go out and extend through that instrument that they are playing or something, you know. I think it's, it's, it's one of the driving force that makes you create music or create anything else. Alter was indeed something that's, that's healing, you know. Mm. When I made Alter, I just uh, let go of so much negative emotions that I had. The feeling of hate and anger and th something. Because, I mean, I mean, I'm just a human being. I feel hate and I feel anger just like everybody else does. Mm. And we all feel this. And it's not okay to block them out. But I think it's really okay to, to find the core and the root of that em emotion and trying to deal with it. So because when you deal with those uh, emotions that are at the core, then you can see some change in your life. You know, so you start you, you stop waking up feeling angry. You stop waking up feeling hate and everything. Beautiful. From what you're telling me, creating this music is a bit of a release for you. Is it another aspect to not just create it, but to share with the world? Because you're really putting yourself out there. Yes, of course. I mean, putting your music out to the world feels like standing naked on a stage. You know, you're, you're vulnerable. That's what you are. You're, you're vulnerable to every critique and everything that, that's going around. And sometimes you get the support, sometimes you don't get the support. Maybe it's not the best music out there and maybe it's not even your best work yet but uh, I think putting it out there and making it people see it's like when you finally meet somebody you know after a long long time and you start telling the things that you never told that person 
And by telling those things, you acknowledge them, you know. You're like, this is me. I'm accepting myself. I'm telling you these things because I accept myself the way I am. And maybe I'm not looking for your acceptance or your validation, but I'm putting it out there and you can do whatever you want with it. You can, you can believe me, you can, you, you can walk away from me, but then again, those things are out, you know, you cannot shove them just back. Yeah, I agree completely. It's one thing to be in touch and internally accept these feelings, but to share them, there's a level of release that's very freeing to me, regardless of how it's received. Yes. But I do want to ask you, how was this project received? How did you feel? Well, I had a lot of support, to be honest. A lot of nice feedback, you know. I, I think uh, it just inspires me to write more music, you know, keep doing what I, what I want to do and keep doing this because I, don't know, I, w- I would do it either way. You know? <laughs> it's, it's just no turning back, you know. But um, when people show their genuine support or, I don't know, maybe they send a message, you know, like, hey, man, I, I, I love this. I, uh, I'm, I'm amazed by your sound or something. It's like, I, I genuinely feel appreciation and I'm thankful to all those people that showed me appreciation, you know, by sharing it on Facebook or liking it or whatever, uh, reposting it on SoundCloud or leaving a comment, a nice comment, you know, like that, 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 that just feels genuinely good. This is important to me. Something I'm really trying to communicate with my audience is that we can all have an impact on the artists that we love. And I'm listening to you talk about how these comments on SoundCloud or a message on Instagram or Facebook really touched you and inspired you. Can we dive a little bit deeper into how our community and your fans can help support you in your career? Obviously, we want to go to your tour, we want to purchase your music, but outside of purchasing music, what kind of things would help you? Well, I think one of the most inspiring things that somebody can do is like just drop a message, you know. I personally respond to everybody who writes a message, you know. So just you, you can just write a message and say, man, I love your music or I know my, your music affected my life or something. That way I know I'm making a change, you know. And that person is making already a change because it makes me make a change and there's a chain there. There's a, there's a whole chain of events, you know? It's like the butterfly effect. Yes. And to think your music can inspire me, and by me genuinely expressing that to you, I can inspire you? Yes, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a chain. It's a circle, you know? Perpetual loop of inspiration. I really want people to know how important they are. And... I want people to lean into that. So thank you for sharing that. Let's talk a little bit about the musical inspiration and your process. I was really impressed when I read that you recorded this project by yourself in a one-bedroom apartment. Is that right? Yes, it is. I think one of the main reasons, I mean, this EP sounds like it sounds, is because of this one-bedroom apartment, you know. So let me drop you a little backstory here. Yes. So this is this is something that no one 
heard before, you know. I mean, my closest friends maybe know and some friends maybe know, but this is like this is like something I'm sharing with you and maybe the listeners will will start seeing the backstory of the tracks. So picture this that I live here for two and a half years I mean no two years and one month, something like that. So I've been living in this one bedroom apartment. It's on the eighth floor. And right now it's just me and my cat. But uh, when I moved in here, I moved in with somebody, you know. It was not just me and the cat, it was another person here. So when this person left, you know, it was like, it was genuine heartbreak. And I didn't move out of the apartment, you know. I really liked the, the place. I really liked the surrounding area and everything. And I just wanted to settle settle all of the things, you know, that happened in this apartment, settle into my music. And it wasn't, it couldn't be a perfect place to write the whole EP if it wasn't this apartment. I mean, this is the perfect place to write it down and release it and everything, you know. What you hear on my voice, you know, like the reverb, I don't know, is is just from this room. And there are recorded elements of this room. There are like hidden... <laughs> there's hidden stuff in my music that that's from this room, you know. So it, uh, it it makes it more personal. It makes it more human. Maybe people cannot see it and they won't figure it out, you know, if you, they don't know the backstory. But then again, this is what I do. I'm trying always to add a backstory to my music. I mean, I'm not like I'm trying. The backstory is there. But when I'm composing the music, I was like, this is it, you know. This is the... These are the facts and I'm just facing them. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. It makes sense. I didn't know this about the project. This is the first time that you told that to me. And I could feel it. I could feel it when you were saying that. I was getting pretty emotional. And I'm passionate about bringing the backstory to the surface so the fans can have a greater understanding of what the intention and what really went into the creation. And now when I listen to the music, I hear it in an even different way. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. I have to ask you, what do you feel about people mentioning that you remind them of Kerala Dust? <laughs> well, I'm not hiding the fact that maybe my style is similar to Kerala Dust or Dark Side or... Um, but then again, you know, they're like, so many people saying that they never heard this stuff but so there's a there's a balance right there i really respect the guys from kerala dust i really respect the guys from dark side come on there their both groups are like geniuses and everything and of course i saw kerala dust live you know they they really inspire me but i'm not trying to copy them or something like that so so this is not coming from a place of hate or something. This is really coming from a place of love. And uh, when I first uh, listened to Kerala Das, you know, there were like there were like some YouTube comments saying that they sound exactly like Dark Side. And that, and that was my train of thought. It wasn't like they sound exactly like Dark Side. But the train of thought was like, okay, so what if they sound exactly like Dark Side? If the music is quality, it is quality music, you know. You cannot rip off someone's style. You, you you just can't do it. Even if it's so similar, even if it's it has the same influences, but like my voice is my voice. Nico's voice is Nico's voice. We're doing our thing, you know. I think one of the main reasons we sound so alike 
is because I think we listen to the same music in our spare time, you know. We have the same influences. We grew up listening to the same music. So, like, I grew up listening to Pink Floyd and Jimi Hendrix and Johnny Cash. Elvis Presley was my first love when I was a kid, you know. So, I was like, like imagine me being seven and putting on the Elvis Presley record and, uh, I don't know, like, love me tender. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I want to love you, yeah, sure, <laughs> you know, <laughs> me trying to imitate Elvis Presley all my childhood, you know, it was like so funny and everything, I, I had like a mini, like a ukulele, when I was free, I would uh, sit on the top of the bed and pretend that I'm Elvis Presley, there you go, he had like that, that deep voice and everything, you know, so <laughs> I think it just subconsciously came, also I'm a big fan of western movies and everything, so I like kind of grew up with them, and you can find cinema references in my lyrics. I think our styles are similar because we we most probably listened to the same music. And I think that's it. They're a great company <laughs> <laughs> to be in the same sentence as. They're incredible. Yeah, so I don't take it as an offense. When someone said it like, a, like you sound like Carol Dust or you sound like Dark Side or everything, I was like, okay, well, uh, at least I, I sound like something I like, you know? Yeah. So let's talk about Under Your Skin Records. This is the record label that released Alter. Can you help our listeners understand what that process is like? You've created this project, and now it's time to find a record label for distribution. Is that right? Yeah. We got this festival here in Romania, you know? And there's a, a stage where I play music. It's called Daydreaming Stage. I saw many, many artists that I like there. This chill, down-tempo stage. The, the vibes are really awesome and everything. So most of these guys released on Under Your Skin. So I knew where I wanted to go. It was just like, okay, let's send an email. Let's try. Was this the first record label you reached out to? Yep. <laughs> I mean, with this EPS working with the guys from Under Your Skin, working with Alex and Karsten and Saskia, they are amazing. So they are really focused people. They love what they're doing. And they're really supportive, you know. And I think they're amazing. They're doing an amazing work. They are changing the world of music since 2015. That's, I think, when the labels launched. Yeah, it is, I think, it, 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 it's a really big pleasure to work with them. Yeah, it makes me happy to hear that because I really appreciate Under Your Skin, not only what they're doing musically, but the humans behind the record label. They've reached out to me personally. I've become friends with Karsten. They're very supportive. They've been giving me confidence and also information about the music industry. They're really helping me on my journey, and I really want to send them some love. Yeah. So it's nice to hear that you have such a nice connection with them. In regards to advice for up-and-coming artists, I'm curious if you have any wisdom or advice for people who are stepping into a more creative lifestyle that may be facing fear, whether that's music production or going full-time into being a tattoo artist. Do you have anything to share from your journey? I think one of the most important things about facing your fears. The moment you face your fears, the moment you overcome your fears, that's the moment when you realize that your fears were like nothing compared to the results you're getting. That overwhelming sensation that you get from 
the result, the finished product, it bypasses the fear like 10 times. You know, it, you will never fear, feel fear again because you have that result in your hand and you're like, okay, I did this. I did this by myself. Or maybe you ask for, for help and that's okay if you ask for help. I never be afraid to ask for help, you know. I think overcoming your fear is the most important thing you should do. And the results are like tremendous. How did you step into that fear? This was more like a fear of I'm not working enough on my craft. Trying to find something that I could fully resonate with. And I always feared that I won't resonate with this and I won't resonate with that and everything like this. But then again, I accepted myself and saying, okay, I'm like a human being and my tastes evolve. I could go tomorrow from the down tempo scene to a more hard techno scene, but <laughs> I don't see myself necessarily doing this. But I'm just, this is just like an example, you know, I'm an evolving human being. I wanted to ask if there is any failures or insecurities that you've overcome recently or that you've learned from? I think one of my biggest insecurities was people not liking my music. I will still do that. And there's no, as I told you earlier, there's no coming back from this. I cannot, I cannot go reverse with music, you know? I just can't. I cannot quit it. I tried to quit it, but I got physically sick doing this. My body just filled up with rashes and everything when I tried giving up music I think it was like four years ago or something like that and I like felt physically sick and mentally sick because my body wouldn't accept it that okay you're 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 doing something wrong you know and um, I think that was my my biggest insecurity like people not liking what I do do you think this insecurity comes back to a fear of rejection you're presenting yourself fully of course and you're not good enough uh of course it comes from a place like that everything that's in our mind that's fear comes from a place you get an experience you get hurt or something you get rejected you get heartbroken or something and then you're afraid to try it again because your mind said okay we're not doing this again because last time it was it wasn't good you know so we're not doing this again and you can control your mind in many ways but I think one of the most effective ways to controlling your mind is like setting your goals straight. So like, I want to do this. I want to do this. No matter how much I lose, it doesn't matter how much I fail, you know. That's when your mind starts clicking, you know, like failure is not something that's worth fearing. You learn things from your failures. And that's the most important thing that you learn. You don't give up, you learn, you go. It's a really narrow road, you know? Yeah, I think failure should be celebrated and sought after. If you're not failing, you're not sending it. At this point in your career, what does success mean to you? I think success is living from my music, and that's it. I don't consider success, I don't making millions or something. I'm not into that. Sure. And how far along are you to accomplishing this? Well, I already live from my music, you know. Yeah, I do some side jobs sometimes, but then again, I'm doing this. And also, I want to travel the world, see different people. I want to connect with different people. People that are like-minded, you know. and see people who are not like-minded and uh, get their experience, make new music from it. It's a cycle. 
Beautiful. And have you done any major touring at this point? No, definitely not touring. I played in Romania a lot of times. I think I'm kind of known here, but never went outside, as in with my music. And this is like the first time like by releasing Alter that I stepped into more foreign grounds because Romanians right now are not listening to Alter. I don't see on Spotify or anywhere else Romanians listening to Alter or my music that much. But I see Germany and Mexico and the United States and everything listening to my music and I'm like, wow, okay, okay. <laughs> so now I'm like really deciding to move to Berlin. I think it would be a great improvement, you know? Yeah. And I think they'd be ready to receive you, brother. Do you want to tour in Europe? Yeah, of course I want to do. And I want to tour in Asia and I want to tour in um, South America and America and uh, Africa and everywhere, you know, it's like, I want to meet people and I want to, I want to share experiences with people because when, when you're out there and you're sharing experiences with people, that's what really counts in your life. It's inspiration for me. Absolutely. Something I'm working on is an army of love tour where I want to go to Hamburg for four days and then go to Cologne for four days and just have different group gatherings, a little bit of sound healing, a little meditation, community service. And then on Friday or Saturday, we go together as a connected family to a party and just celebrate life. I'm looking for artists to come along this tour. What do you say? Are you with us? I'm definitely in. This sounds good. Would you be cool with being one of the opener acts as we progressively get more intense with the music into the night? Of course. <laughs> say no more. Let's get this started. Yeah, let's do this. Oh, man. Thank you so much for connecting with me and for sharing your feelings through music. I connected with your project so deeply. I played it at home. My dad, my stepmom likes it. Everyone I've showed this to loves it. You're doing an incredible job. Congratulations. Thanks. And before we get out of here, two things. One, I wanted to ask if you have a set from another artist that you'd like to recommend with the Army of Love community? Yeah, I recently been listening to Bondi. They're this duo from Berlin. There's a vocal and everything, and they got this live recording at Fusion Festival in 2018. It's really uplifting, and it has, it has some nice wires. I mean, people should really dwell into it and enjoy it. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Before we sign off, a little promotion for you. Let us know, are you working on any new projects? What does that look like? Well, I will have definitely a second EP coming on, but I cannot say nothing more than that. Just just keep an eye out. Also, the live set I did, uh, I recorded at a friend's place, you know. Uh, it's now up on Trend Music. People can go there and listen and the songs that will be on the next EP are there already. And then I'm thinking I'm going to work you know, on a full album, you know. I think it will be more emotional and everything because I already started doing some recordings, sounds from the forest that I grew up and uh, places that I really loved. 
when I was a kid or some memories for some people memories are triggered by smell and or pictures or something for me it's like something auditive you know is the ambience of a place that I've been and I just cannot forget it you know so when I when I step back into that place and it's the same ambience and everything you know the, the noise that surrounds you it's like I, I I remember everything you know it comes back to life beautiful we love you we're gonna do everything we can to support you genuinely you know in due time we'll be meeting each other and hopefully putting on some beautiful parties oh i can't wait for that can't wait take care brother you too thank you man bye 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 all right thanks for listening to the first ever episode there will be more to come as I'm reaching out to some of my favorite artists and seeing if there's stories behind their projects and tracks that they would like to discuss with me and discuss with us. If you have any feedback, any ideas, constructive criticism, please do reach out to me. I'm very open to this. And everything that I do is for us. So if there's anything I can do to make this more enjoyable for you, please let me know. I can't promise that I can do it, but if I don't know, I don't know. So reach out and send it to me. Send me some feedback. Sending you some love. Mwah. See you next time.